And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 69 today. Uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to Larry. Shout out to Marco. Shout out to our guys over there. Amazing food. Uh, great people over there. Definitely, if you're ever in the area, hungry, whatever it is, definitely head on over to Old Bridge Pizza. Say what's up to our guys. Curseman. Oh, and our other sponsor, Chaos Gym, uh, located behind Comfy in Old Bridge, New Jersey on 516. Uh, come get a CrossFit, nice workout, works everything on your body, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. DM the Instagram for any details. Uh, this Sunday is the Breast Cancer Awareness um, event. Feel free to drop by anytime during the day. I think it's like 10 to 5. All right, very nice. Let's start by doing this. Everyone pause the podcast. Go subscribe to the Bear Down Sports Association YouTube channel. We have 69 subscribers. There's zero reason that's why we shouldn't have 100 by the time that this podcast is out and people listen to it. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. All the film is up there. Go subscribe to the Bear Down Sports Association YouTube channel. Okay, week seven recap. Loaded house today. Myself, TJ Savaro. My voice is um, a little gone. Uh, Dylan Charay in the building. Dylan making his return after missing the last two pods. Matt Esposito, a.k.a. Spo. In the building today, very uh, excited off of his uh, rookie quarterback debut. Big win, wanted to come on the podcast and discuss the league. Brandon Kurtzman, as always. Tommy Savaro, as always. Does anyone have anything to say before we get into the pod here? Uh, I just wanted to clear up something because I was talking to my brother about it. Like the standings, uh, there are four three and three teams and a one three and four team. So because of like scheduling and like head to head, you know, matching up, you may be below some of the standings even though you beat them but when you know there's so many teams with tied record it just goes off differential so if that needed to be clarified I just wanted to clear that up that's what we're going off now um also the bills game we reported the incorrect final the bills packers game was actually 41 to 34 so next time we had the standings the points for points against will be corrected for that adjustment it's only a few points but just very nice done spoke kurtzman tommy anything we got anything to say here yeah, I guess I have to uh, address the elephant in the room. Um, I'm going to make it short and quick. There was a brawl. I don't like that it happened. I don't like how it happened, what happened after, before, during. Um, how it's going. I made my decisions. I watched the film. I'm making my decisions. Tower Angel, out of the league, not dealing with it anymore. Too many offenses. Three strikes. I gave him probably four strikes. Done. Sorry. Not doing it anymore. Um, Johnny Mack, suspended one game through the first punch. have to stay consistent with my rules, how I've always ran the league. Um, with that being said... Anyone from this point forward who throws a punch of any kind is removed from the league. Not dealing with it anymore. Not having that be a part of this. The environment of the league is supposed to be a friendly environment. Good vibes only at all times. Um, let's remember to be friendly to our opponents. You can trash talk, but let's um, not start disrespecting people on a personal level, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also going forward, no fans on the field. I don't care. Um, fans were involved in the brawl, and we are not allowing fans on the field anymore. You can stand on the sideline the fence, or you can stand the bleachers on the right side. That's it. You're not on the field. If you're st- no one is standing on the sidelines going forward. Not happening. Um, I'm not trying to sound like a dictator, but it's my league, my rules. You deal with it, or if you don't come, that's just kind of how it is. Well said. Well said. Let's get into the week seven recap. League is on fire. As Dylan mentioned, there are five teams. With three wins. Five teams with three wins. Absolute madness. We had a quarterback change. Spo came in, got a big win. Let's start with the 10 o'clock game. Kurtzman, I was not there. I was too busy coaching to a victory. Um, actually, I wasn't. I lost on Saturday morning, one on Sunday. Um, tell me uh, tell me what happened. 
Uh, Patriots come out, get a huge win. I know uh, Tommy Savaro, you're going to have to answer some of the, the questions here. Kurtzman's going to put you on the hot seat a little bit. Uh, tell him, Kurtzman, tell him what happened, how uh, the Patriots really did whatever they wanted against you. Listen, um, our defense is not executed the last three weeks. We have been porous on defense. We have been lazy. We have been giving up uh, big play after big play. And um, not being able to consistently get stops when we need to. We're relying on too much on our offense to score points. And we got outscored today. Um Tom or on Saturday, Tommy came out and he made play after play after play, throw after throw. Uh, we changed up our defenses. He was not phased. Um, he was able to evade our rush, which has been more, I would say, more on the dominant side of things so far this season in the league. And uh, I mean, listen, I was giving Tommy praise the last couple weeks on this podcast, and it's well deserved. He got a big W against me. He was without Abby, without Paulie. I was without Julius and without Rhett. But listen, he came out. He got the dub. He did what he had to do. Um, he moved the ball super consistently. And um, at the end of the game, we were just unable to convert on a one point conversion. Game could have gone either way. Um, but yeah, he came out on top. He got the big, big dub, moved himself into, I think he moved himself into fourth place, from ninth place to fourth place with one win. So. They're rising, and I've been calling it for weeks. The run is going to start, and now they're 3-0 off the bye. Dad, you got you have to answer questions here. Yeah, I, I got to let's, let's, give credit uh, where credit's due. Yeah, let's uh, give, get up, get I your, got, get I got to the there. field late. I didn't see the game, but Tommy made it a point to run up to me and tell me, uh, he goes, well, how are we looking now? You know, we got that win. <laughs> and it's a big win for them. I, I, I said I needed a win from them, from a quality team, and, and he delivered. And uh, congratulations, Tom. I'm hoping that uh, – you move forward and you do some damage in the playoffs. Did all this with no Abby as well. Uh, Spo, I'll turn it over to you. First time on the pod. Getting very excited about to make his debut. Um, we talked about before we got on here, I asked you, I was like, if you weren't a quarterback in the next season, like how would you like to be drafted by Tommy? You said you loved it. What have you seen from him? Like, you know, you played against him. You were like, oh, this kid's for real. Yeah, so I haven't really seen much before we played against him. Um, but right out of the gate in our game, uh, he came out hot, came out strong. They were up 26 nothing at half. Don't really want to talk about that too yeah. much. Um, but I think he is the real deal. I think he's definitely in contention for Rookie of the Year, for yep. sure. Um, he's been playing lights out since, um, you know, the beginning of the year. Um, you know, when he was kind of tested, and then, like, I think his test was against us, uh, the Ravens, and I think he showed why he should be a quarterback in this league. And then Absolutely. From, from then, yeah, definitely. Dylan? I just think Tommy's so good at seeing what the defense is giving him and just making the quick reads. Like, Kurtzman and I were just watching the film, and Kurtzman's like, look how lazy I am on this play. And Kurtzman's 10 yards on the line, drops on the snap, and the ball is literally out, 10 yard out. Like, just... He, he knows what he, to look for. He's above... Like, he's, if not the best, he's definitely up there in terms of, like, pre-snap reads. Like, he was calling audibles, like Kurtzman said. Like, mentally, yeah, like, he, he is mentally is sharp, and... <laughs> He's only getting better with the improvisa- improvisation that's required to succeed in a flag lead. And combine that with how good he is mentally pre-snap, it's it's a lethal combo. I, we've been saying every week, I don't want to see them in the playoffs, but... They're, they're, they're might be here. a top yeah, 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 seed yeah, in the second round now because, listen, they are a very good team. And Tommy is playing the way he continues to play. Um, like you, like you, like I said before, he was calling audibles to the line. He saw something he didn't like, and he switched, switched the. I mean, it looked like he at least switched the play. Um, I was very impressed by him. What give me, do, give me love from some other guys on that team because oh, no, I, I didn't yeah, see yeah, the no. game. So, um, Christian played a hell of a game, 
had D back, had an interception, had a sack on me on a conversion, had a couple of touchdowns. Um, he was doing everything on the field. He was an X factor. Giuseppe, two touchdowns. Um, their sub, I honestly don't know his name, but he had a bunch of catches and was making plays for them as well. Um, their offensive line stepped up and gave him a lot of time. We actually had to start sending three, and we never send three. We had to move. We moved Mike Danino onto the line because I said we needed to be more athletic and faster on the line. Mm. Tommy, like you said, Dylan, with the improvisation improvisation that is needed to be good in this league he played his best game i think this week against us and he had to rise to the occasion because not trying to my home but we score we put yeah. up 30 we, we're at 31 points a game right now like our offense puts up points if you're gonna beat us you gotta score 30 um and he went out there and he did that um i, I would be remiss if i don't say that our momentum was killed by the fight because we got back-to-back sacks to get us the ball first and goal on the 11 tie game 21 21 before the brawl, we waited 25 minutes for the game. I'm not saying that's the reason we lost, and I'm not saying that this win should be discredited by Tommy that he had, but I think things could have gone differently if that had, doesn't occur. We continue with the game. We had all the momentum at the time. The energy was in our direction, but give it up to Tommy and the Patriots. They fully deserve this victory. I told my team after the game that we did not deserve Even though we were one point off from tying the game with like 10 seconds to go, we had no business winning that game. Mm. None. Any other closing statements on this game before we move on to the other 10 o'clock game here? Anyone? Dad, you got nothing else to say? You gave him his credit? You, you gave their team the credit? Again, oh, we have to mention, they did it without Abby as well, their first-round pick. And Paulie. And Paul. Oh. And Jay Kodros. Yeah. Oh. Yep. No, that oh. Is, that is impressive. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's kind of crazy. Impressive. All right, give me the stats on this one, Kirsten. Um, Tommy finished 20-26, 210 yards, had five touchdowns, no interceptions, played a flawless game on the day. Giuseppe finished with five catches, 55 yards, and two touchdowns. Christian had, I'm sorry, that was Giuseppe's stats. He had two touchdowns. Christian had four catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack, a pass breakup, and three tackles. Um, the kid who I do not know on their team, I'm sorry. He had three catches for 33 yards. Dane had a catch for 15 yards. Kevin Christie had two catches. Austin, interception. Um, two catches, one being a touchdown, and also was just a menace on the defensive line. Mm. And for my team... Is uh, your MVP ballot over? My MVP ballot? No, I think I still played a good statistical game. Okay. Um, I finished 16 of 26 for 187 yards. Uh, I also finished with four touchdowns, one rushing, had 75 yards rushing as well. Four tackles and a pass breakup. Dino had six catches, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Dean, three catches, 25 yards, four tackles on a day. Scott, four tackles on a day as well. Big contributors for us. Um, Rajot had two catches. Jarwar had a sack. True had two sacks and a safety and also had two touchdowns, 43 yards on two catches. Mm. All right, let's go to the other 10 o'clock game of the day, which was what, Chris? Who played the, the other 10 o'clock? Cardinals and the Falcons. Okay, We're Cardinals. We're not going to talk about the fight. It happened at the very end of the game. So Let's talk about the game itself then. Spo, you played in this one, correct? I did not play in it. Oh, you who'd you? Oh, you played for the, Car- the for the Cardinals last week. Yes, you played for the Cardinals yes, last yes, week. Yes, you watched this one. Yeah, I watched most of it. Okay, sure. what was your forget? Obviously, take the fight out of it. Um, yeah. What do you think the Falcons did well in this game that led them to victory? Uh, the Falcons, I think they did a great job of. Um, you know, I, they knew that they were going to have a tough time with their defensive line, the Cardinals' defensive line. So I think they were taking shots at the secondary, um, and they scored on a few deep ball touchdowns, to two to Justin, I believe, and one to Jack. Yeah. Um, so I think they did a good job of uh, taking shots at the secondary. Um, they have much more speed than the Cardinals do. That's what we talked about coming into it, about, you know, on the perimeter. Like, we talked about the advantage – that the um, Cardinals would have with Tompkins and Douglas and Musi, you know, in the trenches. But on the outside of it, 
Jack and Justin, if you don't have guys that have the speed to stay with them over the top, they're going to kill you. Um, Pierce Capel had two interceptions this game, I think, right? Those were yeah. IB's first interceptions of the season, actually. Uh, Kurtzman, you did not see any of this game. I watched the entire film. Okay, so then t- enlighten me, please. <laughs> no, um, I think that the Cardinals had a pretty good game plan in place. They ran a lot. Joe Pispo had, I think, 17 rushing attempts in the game. And listen, that was the right game plan because their offensive line could was dominating the defensive line off the ball and giving Joe room to run. I wish that Joe would have incorporated a little more um, play action, um, fake the run and drop back. I think get the point of establishing the run the way that they were doing in the game is to set up the deep ball passing. You have two good... Um, you have two good receivers to go make plays for you in Ivanak and uh, Zalek. And I would have liked to see a little more play action, take some shots on the field off of the run plays. Because if you noticed, I mean, I, know, I noticed in the film that the guys on the the guys on the guys Falcons were stepping up on the run because they knew that the run was coming. Um, I, the offensive line for the Cardinals did a pretty good job in this game. Gave Joe time to throw when he did drop back. Gave him good running lanes to do. But the Falcons speed, and I got to give the Falcons... Um, Defense is a whole lot of credit. Flag grabbing. When I watched it, I was very impressed with the flag grabbing of the Falcons. Jack and Johnny especially both had six tackles, I believe, Jack and Johnny. Six tackles is a lot in yeah. one game. Um, they were making the flag grabs. Joe didn't have any breakaway runs where he really made a lot of guys miss his flags when he got into tight spaces. Um, I was very impressed by the Falcons overall. Dad, did you watch the film on this one? Yeah, I watched film on this. The thing I got out of it was I didn't think that the, uh, the Falcons' offense was running uh, as fluent as they did in past weeks. Okay. You know exactly why. They didn't run the ball at all. Yeah, I, I didn't see the RPO. And, non-existent. Yeah, like I said, Sedano makes that, that, that offense go. It really, it really does. Uh, I saw Bimbo take a lot of shots downfield. I saw Justin, you know, make a, an incredible catch. It was between two defenders, am I right? Yeah. He just, you know, he went up and got the ball and made the play. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that that you know that's a lucky play. It's not. It's you know, you, you're throwing him out there to one of the, probably the best receiver in the league, and you know he's going to make a play on it. But uh, usually they move the ball with such efficiency, and I really didn't see it this game. Dylan, I think watching this film, both teams were very well prepared. That was clearly imminent. I think that uh, the Falcons, they really slowed the game down. I cut the film and they take a lot they take use a lot of play clock and um they are confident that they're going to score four or five they only need four drives five drives they think they're going to score almost every single time and they limit the other team's possessions and if you don't score once it's it's going to be hard to win a game against them so they play their strength which is their defense i know ib is electric and they have so much beautiful offense but the stats do not lie they have the best defense in the league and it's not close and they're playing to that strength. And while Joe ran efficiently in the first half of the field, picked up plenty of first downs, when you know it gets packed in the red zone and the running lanes aren't there and you can't just pick up 10 free yards, you saw the Cardinals struggle a lot to punch it in. And I think that the Falcons, you know, the cliche bend, don't break defensive attitude, but that, that was that's the way they played this game and they, they dominated. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. I also want to say something about the Cardinals because, uh, you know, some of my boys are on that team. Um, talking to Joe specifically, um, I think he definitely needs to get Douglas involved. Um, the past couple of games, I think Douglas has had like 40-yard touchdowns in both games. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely like to see him get Douglas involved. Um, I know it's tough because he has Musi and Tompkins and he has Zalek. He has weapons. Um, also, maybe, you know, just sit in the pocket a little more. Um, yeah, I know he has great speed, but 
Um, I would like to see him make some nice throws like he did against us the first week of the season. Yeah. He played a great game. So he's And it's not like he doesn't have the time either. No, like, yeah. like they'll have the time. I know we were talking um, when we went to watch you throw, we were talking to James. The snaps have been up. The snaps were not a problem, obviously, again no. this week. Snaps were fine. The offensive line, obviously, they have the personnel to protect him. I think that is something that they have to look, um, you know, going forward. This is, what, three losses in a row for them now? After The Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, after starting two. the season um, pretty well. And, you know, we had them all at the tops of the power rankings. No, two losses in a row. They beat Augie. Oh, correct. You're man. sorry. My but, fault. Yeah. That is correct. But they are. I felt like they were ascending, to, you know, to be one of the top teams in the league. And then you play the Falcons. That's another big test. And uh, they came up short. I was uh, pretty much a blowout in this one, correct? I don't think it was ever that. Uh... Um, it was twenty-one twelve at a point. So okay. I mean, that's nine points. But I mean, it's that's you're within striking distance. Um, one thing I do want to say, the D line for the Falcons, I thought was very good at. Um, Joe was being a little indecisive in the pocket, and they were sticking with their rushes. Uh, Jason Ramos had two sacks in this game. They were very good at grabbing flags when. The, when Joe was taking very long to get rid of the ball, and I do want to credit both uh, Jason Ramos and and uh, Cologne. So, um, yeah, I think they played a really good game, and like I said, the flag-grabbing for the Falcons was probably the best performance I've seen flag-grabbing-wise of any team this year. Nice. Uh, let's do stats on this one, unless anyone else, anyone have anything to say to on this game? All right, let's do stats. All right, Joe Piscopo had 15 rushes for... 134 yards and two touchdowns. Also had two interceptions on defense. Um, light receiving game. He was 5 of 15 for 46 yards. Uh, Tompkins, two catches, 14 yards. Musi, a catch for five yards. Douglas, one catch, 10 yards. And Ivan, had one catch for 17 yards. Um, Tompkins also had a sack, pass breakup, and a couple tackles. Douglas had a pass breakup, so did Ed and Jay Kill. For the Falcons... IB was 9 of 15, 176 yards, four touchdowns. Um, also uh, through, two, through two interceptions, but also got two interceptions. Also, one of them was a pick one on a conversion. Um, Jack, three catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Justin, three catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Jack, six tackles. Johnny, five tackles. Also had two conversions. Um, Sedano had a 19 yard touchdown catch, and Dimitrescu also had a catch. Yeah. All right, let's go to the 11-15 slate. Spo, I will start with your game. We'll go Ravens, Bucks, Spo's first game at quarterback. How did it feel? What's it like playing quarterback in the league? Honestly, it felt great. Um, I knew <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a lot of pressure going in. Um, I was telling a couple of the guys the night before. I was uh, I was a little nervous to be honest. Um, but once I got out there in the field, uh, it felt great to be out there. And uh, once I got that first drive out of the way. Uh, I think I felt way more comfortable. Um, I definitely listened um, to what I was told, some tips by some people. That are you giving? Are you going to give him some credit? Are you giving Tommy Savaro some credit? On I the will podcast? give Tommy Savaro some credit. Uh, <laughs> take what they give me, he said, and uh, I think I definitely did that. Um, getting Liam involved early yeah. and often, um, but like I said uh, after the game, I believe I told Tompkins because he, he was there watching the whole game. Um, the MVP of the game was definitely my offensive line. Mm. Uh, Johnny San Marco sub for Pete. Uh, John Harnish came back after an injury. It was questionable. He came back, played center, had great snaps. And also, Tommy did a phenomenal job blocking Damian. Um, they did a great job. They helped me out. I know there was a bunch of times I, I thanked them during the game. I said, thank you guys. Like You're doing such a great job. Uh, I just think we had great energy. We really had like a new 
kind of energy. Like a new game. life. It felt exactly. it felt like that watching it. You were you were all sorts of jacked up. You were <laughs> if you look at the like the, it's not in the film, but like you were looking at the camera. I'm a killer. I'm a killer. You were you were definitely going crazy. You were definitely hyped. You had a, one of the craziest plays of the season, um, where you you throw it, it gets batted back to you, and you run run it for a touchdown. Uh, phenomenal sequence. It was hilarious. You guys definitely had a lot of life. Dad, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Uh, what did you think about Spo's debut against the Bucks? Liked everything I saw. Uh, he was mobile. Uh, he was smart with his, his decisions. Uh, like like he said, he he took what the defense gave you. And it's it, listen, it's not rocket science in this league. You 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 get out there as a quarterback. You survey the field. If there's a weakness, you attack it. You know, if uh, if they're giving you uh, you know ten on the sideline, you take ten on the sideline. Like I said, not rocket science. Keep it simple. Uh, weeks to come, and when he gets used, you know, he gets comfortable with it, he'll open it up more. Uh, I, I, I was talking to, to Rob during uh, after the game. He came up to me. He goes, you know, I'm just so happy this this team got a win. He goes, it's not about me. He goes, I, I never thought it was about me. I just want this team to win. And he goes, and, and I thought Spo did a great job today, and I was happy to hear that. Uh, this team, if if they could, you know, one game at a time. I told him, don't look into the future. Just just play the game in front of you. You know they they could sneak in. I know if you got two one team one win teams in this league, it's the Packers and and, uh, and the Ravens. They they can make, they can make a push. And if I wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs, especially if he's you know he's playing the way he's playing. I I, I can't wait for next week to see what he does. Kurtzman. Suppose a natural born leader, man. <laughs> he, he nah, he just commanded that huddle. He came in and said, "Yo, like this is on me now. I'm putting this the rest of the season on me. We're gonna win or lose with my on my shoulders." Because obviously, it just it wasn't working through six weeks. So you gotta make a change, and I understand that. Um, he did a hell of a job commanding the huddle. I was trying to like kind of listen in from behind while I was doing the stats again. I was trying to listen in, like see how he's command, and he was commanding the huddle. Seems like he had everyone's attention. Everyone was really playing for him, and he says the things like thanking his offensive line during the game, like. I don't even know, like, I don't want to sound, like, cheesy, but that goes a long way in the game. Team chemistry, telling your team, yo, good shit, good play. Like, just the little things that someone who's a natural-born leader like Spo knows you need to do throughout the game to keep your team in it and keep them uh, lively in the game. They had great energy. They came out hot, and they came out fast. They looked looked faster on the field. Um, They looked faster on the film. I really think that Spo is going to build off of this game and continue on to next week. You have to imagine that whoever is playing him um, is going to see what they saw, a lot of uh, first read throws, a lot of running when he had to. So you're going to have to probably make some adjustments to how you play. But listen, you played a really good game, and I can't wait to see how you better how much better you can get. Yeah, a lot, a lot of energy, and the team definitely fed off of that. No, they did, 100%. Rob bought, and I love Rob, brought into his new role, said, I'm not quarterback no more. I'll still be help captain this team, but this game's on you now. I'm going to step in at receiver. He made a couple plays for you, had a couple catches. Um, So I'm happy to see with the Ravens uh, with some team success. Absolutely, and uh, it's kind of a running joke that I've been saying, um, but we went from the nicest, softest team because we don't really, you know, we weren't bringing too much energy uh, to a bunch of junkyard dogs, I like to say. Um, I think we were all into it, uh, and like you guys said, we were feeding off each other's energy. I was screaming, Liam was screaming, uh, Rob was getting into it, Harnish, everybody was getting into it, and it was definitely a great team win. That's what you need. Like you need that energy, Dylan. You didn't see any of this game, right? Nah, just uh, just want to say that uh, Spo is the only undefeated quarterback in the league. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that, is, that, that is true. Yeah. Let's take it um, easy. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the Bucks in this game as well. They are in trouble. They have two wins on the season now. Stuck at two. We said five teams with uh with three wins. 
They're on the outside looking in, if I'm not mistaken, on the playoffs. They're right now, yes. They're the lone two-win team in the league. Not, what, are we, what are we fixing here? Um, now, listen, what I'm going to say right here, I've been thinking about this for like a day or so, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is the route that they should go, but we just talked about how the Ravens made the, the inevitable quarterback change to Spo, and they got that win. It fed them energy. I'm not saying that Joe has been playing bad, because I think Joe has actually been playing pretty good football. But the offensive line is a struggle for that team right now. They didn't have Mark this week. Um, so that obviously even played even more of a factor into their offensive line weakness. Um, if they were able to maybe, I don't know, they got Sam Allen on that team. They have Michael Leva. Mike, they have Michael Leva on that team. Um, they have guys that I think could step in and play quarterback. Might not, not necessarily Michael Leva. Um, I think that Sam Allen um, last year took an Notre Dame team to the semifinals. And he does look way more athletic now that he's been at Chaos for a while. Um, I'm this listen, I'm Joe. I obviously you're listening to this. I do not think you've been playing bad. Um, I just think that with the, the weakness of your team being the offensive line, you might need a quarterback who's a little more mobile. And Joe asked the offensive line. Hey, Lou, Joe, can't... yeah, you could also add Joe to the offensive line. I'm just saying there's things. The, the offense has been a little has been very sluggish the last couple weeks. Scoring, they scored 20 last this past week, but they scored one in garbage time. So really, it was 12, which is would be 12 for three straight weeks now. 12 less for three straight weeks. I'm not saying Joe's playing bad. I'm just saying maybe something to think about to strengthen the weakness of your team by putting Joe at line. Then you get three good linemen in him, both the Mayos and Damian with Sam behind it. Still have good receivers on the outsides. Joe is also a very good athlete and catch the ball off the line. I'm just saying possibilities. I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm not saying Joe's been playing you bad. Can't, you can't whisper quarterback change and not expect to have someone say, you know, that's critical. Uh Anytime someone says no disrespect, there's always a, a copious amount of disrespect. Joe, there is literally no disrespect. <laughs> here. I, I was telling yeah. someone yesterday, I think we've been playing fine this year for no, like, by any means. So I'm just saying that it's a different elements of your team that you could explore. Okay. Do you have uh, I'm any, trying to throw me under the any, fucking bus. Like, anything <laughs> else? Do, we have, do we have anything else on the Bucks, Dad? Do you, what, what do you think they need to do? No, I was talking to Joe after the game. I said, you know, you can get this ship right. And if anyone can do it, it's him. Uh, and like I said, not, not not pointing him out that it's his play, but you know he is the leader of his team, and he I, I have confidence he can figure it out. All right. uh, let's do stats on this one before we move to the other eleven fifteen yeah. game. Uh, Spo finish fourteen of twenty, hundred sixty yards, four touchdowns Ooh. thrown, one to himself on what you might find is the craziest play in our league. Uh, so Spo had a receiving just, touchdown. Yeah, Spo also had a receiving touchdown. Throwing yeah. and receiving on the same play. On the same play, one of a kind. That um, happened in fantasy last year. Who did that? In- Mariota a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was Mariota. It was Mariota. Um, no, uh, yeah, that was a crazy play. I was behind it for that one. Uh, threw it, hit off Jordan Mayo right back to him. He ran for twenty five yards touchdown. Uh, Liam four catches, fifty five yards touchdown. Uh, Rob had two catches. Uh, Giants Marco three catches as a sub. Mahmoud, three catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. I believe it's his first on the season. Tommy Torrey also had a 10-yard touchdown as well. Um, Shout out to Mahmoud on touchdown. Mahmoud also. Mahmoud, another pass breakup in this game. Doesn't get the ball caught on him a lot. So, not someone you want to throw the ball to. He makes the play. Doesn't go for the flashy interception. Just goes to get that ball out of the receiver's hands. And you got to respect that for, as a defensive back. He also brings great energy, too. I just yes. want to say, Mahmoud probably brings the most energy on our team. Uh, and I definitely appreciate that from him. Okay, that's I love my mood, so I'm happy to hear yeah. that he's doing that. Um, Joe DeMeo, 10 for 17, 101 yards. Um, two rushes, 10 yards. Augie had only one catch in this game as a sub for Mark DeMeo. Uh, Damian had three catches for 37, uh, no, sorry, 47 yards. Billy Andrews caught a touchdown. Mikey Freeman caught a touchdown. And um, Sam Allen also did. And that's all for them. All right, let's do... The other 11-15 game, an absolute barn burner, an electric factory of a game. The Bills 
versus the Packers. Uh, let's start with this. I'll start. Um, I didn't hear it. I wasn't there at the you time. You were there. Dude, you cannot say you were not there. You were literally filming the game as Suroff. I wasn't filming the game. I was filming the dude, other. Wait, I was filming the game. Dude, all right. No, yeah, you were filming the A game. I meant to say A game. You were on the left side of the thing. Dude, the game, you were. You got there at 1130. This yelling took place at 1215 when his game ended. So you were 100% there. He was yelling at you. He was just saying because you said I mean, they, they couldn't score. They were struggling to move no, the ball no, or whatever. No, 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 Okay, well, let, that's let, what let, he was saying. Yes, yes, let, let's do this. The Bills came for me this week, and I'll say, and I'll say, I said it to everybody. If that's what it takes for you guys to play better, and I would love it. I'm going to talk shit about you every single week, even though I didn't even talk shit about the Bills on the podcast. We came out, or I came out, and I just told, oh, I said to Saroff, and Saroff obviously was just fired up, and it was competitive, and I love that. Yeah, that's great. I love that. You're plugging the podcast. Thank you. Now they're definitely going to tune in and see what I have to say on this one. Amazing. Welcome back. Go subscribe to the YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Go subscribe to all my podcasts and all my YouTube channels while you're at it. Um, But but for real, though, um, they played good. They looked great. Um, Suroff made a bunch of plays in this game, made a bunch of throws. Their team was very energetic. They knew it was a big-time game. You know, they needed this win, and they came out. Misha came back, was phenomenal in this game as well. Uh, Q, Q was great in this game as well. Q, who, after the game, goes, yeah, we got to win the podcast's ass. Because we all picked against them, but um, they were they were on their game. What we said definitely fired them up. They were tired of us picking. Amir tweeted. Amir tweeted, the whole podcast is against us. I love this shit. Like, and he didn't add anyone. He didn't add me. He didn't add Bear Down. He just tweeted it. So they were really in it. Their group chat was definitely fired up this week. They came out and they played in a crazy and they played in a crazy game. Like they had many times where Vin Gargano was just dealing. You could be like, all right, we just can't keep answering. And they kept answering over and over again. Uh Steven, a demon. Steven the demon comes out. Three touchdowns, seven catches, 135 yards, beast. Zach Sheree. Another freeze X-ray comes out beast. Their whole team was everywhere. They were great. Suroff was great, and I'm happy that they they took it personally that we picked against them. Newsflash: I'm gonna pick against you every week so you can come to the field pissed off and play a phenomenal game and score 40 points. So I don't even know who the Bills are playing this week, but I'm taking whoever's playing against the Bills. So mm-hmm. let, <laughs> you'll probably you'll probably pick the Dolphins, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm no, just do just no, as you know what I'm saying. You know what no, I'm saying. Um, the Bills came out and they did basically everything that uh, we talked about. They moved the ball at a, a great pace. Suroff was electric with the ball in his hands, yep. making every throw needed to be made, um, standing in the pocket, confidently finding receivers when he could. Um, one thing I want to say, man, Packers got to have a better D-line rush. Suroff felt comfortable in that pocket. And better secondary. And yeah, the secondary was also a problem. Um, I just think that the Bills were athletically a little bit better than them and able to make more plays than them. Um, also, not a good game for Packers just in terms of they ha- they were playing with subs. It's tough playing with subs. They, don't, they haven't had a lot of team consistency this year. Um, it sucks because I think they do have talent on that team, the Packers, and could make plays. But they haven't had everyone at one game, I don't know, if this year, to be honest with you. So I think that's definitely taking a toll on them. A lot of guys getting more reps than they normally do. Um, but, man, give the Bills credit. They came out and played a flawless game offensively. Um, Suroff was electric. Steve was amazing. Zach, another a touchdown for him. He was finally got freed a little bit. Um no, but I'm excited that the Pills are finally playing at a high-level pace on offense. Dylan, you did the film on this one, correct? I did. All right, tell me what you saw. Um, like you said, absolute barn burner of a game. I think the Bills scored every single drive. The only stop in the game was the Bills had a safety, and then it like went to halftime, so I was able to you know just be completely back to for- back and forth. But uh, there was no stops in the game until the Bills on the last drive made two huge plays on third and fourth down, missing both of them the sacks, but. 
just from an entertainment standpoint, this is amazing. Vin looked great. He was making people miss all day long in the backfield, finding receivers downfield. He did, did, I don't think he missed a single throw. Same with Saroff, making pe- and the receivers on the Bills were making people miss left and right as well. Just it was really fun to watch. It was a great game. Spell, you see this one or? I just saw the film because they, they played it at the same time as our game. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely a shootout from what I saw. Um, kind of a game where, you know, whoever has the ball last or, you know, whoever scores the last touchdown and then has the ball, then, you know, defense makes a stop or, you know, offense ties the game. Um, I think both quarterbacks played great. Um, you know, really both great performances, getting the ball downfield. And uh, like I said, it was just an old-fashioned shootout. Dad, you saw this one? So film. Uh, I was actually helping add uh, Spoils game. Yeah, Deuce Spoils game. Uh, of course, I'm going to get my bill on a mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> watching the film, uh, I thought Serhoff was, uh, I thought he was great. Uh, I thought the, the Packers made it look too comfortable in the pocket. There wasn't enough pressure on him at all. And he was able to pick apart uh, a, a pretty much a non-existent secondary. So it was it was pretty much easy for him. Uh, looking at uh, game film for, from Vin, Vin is a cool customer. Uh, there's there's no happy feet. You watch film on him, you won't see him with happy feet. Uh, he he'll just absorb the pressure, roll around it, uh, evade the uh, you know the the flag grab and and make a play downfield. Uh, I'm hoping he gets a full team back because I, I I would really think that this team. Given the fact that they have players on the team with Vin at quarterback and do damage. I think, I want to say this before you go, Kurtzman. I think an underlining storyline, like an underlying storyline, something that could be possibly good for the future of the league, would be Vin Gargano being pissed off that he, you know, he is not, uh, he's not winning at the rate that he would like to be winning at. And it would force him to now be a captain and draft a team <laughs> and, you know, really give it a go on his terms. Yeah, Vin was an actual monster in this game. Um, I was, I love seeing him play at his, um, a high elite level in this game. Uh, his hit movement ability to make guys miss in the backfield was at an elite level as well. Um, he was making every throw in the game, giving them every single chance to make plays and do what he needed to do to win. Um, I would be remiss without saying that they did. They did tie the game. It was called um, incomplete. The picture said otherwise. I feel terrible that they didn't at least have a chance to tie it on an extra point. But, um, yes, yeah, just kind of just how it goes. Um, Vin played amazing. Wiz played great, I thought, for them. Um, he made a lot of catches off the line of scrimmage for them. Uh, I thought the offensive line did a better job blocking. Still, I think he needs to stay in there longer to give him more time to operate. Um, Rich Ritter caught a touchdown as well. He played well. And uh, Joe Pitt played pretty well, too, for them. But uh, their secondary was Swiss cheese, so they need to do better on defense to if they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think everyone in the league is kind of happy that, like, not happy, but is you don't want to see Vin in the playoffs. No, and him losing this game makes his cho- makes his um, chances of making the playoffs a little bit slimmer. Um, I know I don't want to see him in the playoffs because he's a high-level competitor who can make you lose on any given day. So, uh I'm not, I'm not too mad that he ended up losing this one. All right, let's do stats on this game. Suroff finished 18 to 24, 296 yards and season six, high. Yeah, season high for anybody. Six touchdowns. Um, Zach Zach Shray, four catches, 69 yards and a touchdown, three tackles. Q six catches, eight yards, two touchdowns, also two pass breakups and five tackles. Misha three sacks and a safety. Um, also had a, a conversion. 
Amir had a sack, and Steve Bowen, the player of the game, seven catches, 138 yards, and three touchdowns for the Bills. Nice. For the Packers, Vingariano, 18-27, 255 yards, two touchdowns throwing, had six rushes, 48 yards, and three touchdowns rushing. Uh, Pitt finished six catches, 53 yards. Uh, Arena finished four catches, 56 yards, also had a sack and a conversion. Wiz, four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Schaefer had a catch for 13 yards, and Rich Ritter had three catches, 56 yards, and a sack. Mm. All right, let's move on to the primetime game. The snoozer. The Seahawks against the Panthers. Big upset alert. I feel like if Dylan was on the pod, he probably would have picked the Seahawks. Dylan could have came out and uh, came through with another um, with another underdog upset here. Dylan, I'll start with you on this one. No, I won't because you did because you didn't watch the game. So I will not start with you. I haven't seen any of this. I'll start. Oh, you're out as well. (laughs) Start with me, Chrisman. Rip into uh, rip into Augie. Rip into the Panthers. Jesus Christ! I just don't understand. Like you guys have so much talent on your team, and you just don't put it together week after week. Um, I'm seeing laziness on the field. Offensive line not giving Augie enough time to throw. Augie being very indecisive with the ball in his hands. Um, this is the most indecisive I've ever seen Augie on a football field. Um, he needs to be more more decisive, just run the ball. Um, take what the defense is given. I feel like he is not a quarterback who ever likes to just drop back and not even care about the rush and just throw the five-yard hitch and just let his receivers make plays for him. I think that he needs to get back to the basics and start doing the the little things that get the ball moving. They punted like six times in this game. Like, I was doing stats for this game, and I was very bored watching it because it was punt after punt after punt back and forth. Now, listen, that could be some good defensive play, but it was not. It was bad offensive play. Mm. It was. Um, I think the defensive line of just chasing Johnny gave Augie a lot of problems, but Augie was terrible. He, he wasn't good, and I just need to see him improve. I hope it's not this week against us, mm. but... Nah, but he Bulls really... and board material for Augie now. No, and listen, I don't care if I have to give him this so he plays better. I want, I want, I like seeing my friends play well, and he hasn't played well in the last three games, and I really don't understand really why. I understand the offensive line is not giving him all the time in the world, but there are things to do to get the ball moving and get the defensive line slowed up so that your offensive line is at an advantage on some plays, um, quick screens, just things to keep defensive line slower, silent count, not doing the same thing every single time. Um... But at the same time, let me give the Seahawks some credit. They came out, played a dirty game, confused Augie with their zone the entire game. Joe Pipp in the middle making plays. Uh, I heard the safeties on the American Joe Ivanak saying that they were bored back there because there was nothing happening. Um, the defensive line owned this game in the trenches for the Seahawks. I just hope that Augie is able to figure it out. Um, also, for the Seahawks, I thought offensively they really didn't play that all that well. But I guess if your defense only allowing six points, 20 is enough to win. That. Yeah, I saw this game and uh, very disappointed in the way the Panthers play. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not discrediting uh, the Seahawks, uh, but the Panther offense has become very uh, vanilla. It's they're throwing deep. They're not moving the ball. Uh, we know that the line isn't protecting Augie. But that was a two-man rush mm-hmm. that they were going against, and they were sitting in a zone. Uh, I'm going to call out Ogie on this one, too. I, I know that, you know, you didn't have a lot of time. Uh, but you have to read, again, what the defense gives you. They were, play, they were sitting in a zone, and, and there were such mismatches in the zones. I'm not going to call anybody out and say who it was, but there were so many plays you could have ran that could have beat that zone. It was an easy zone to beat. Now you can say, all right, I didn't have the time. You know what? Three linemen against two. If if Chase was that much of a problem for Marola, then they could have doubled up on Chase. And honestly, I thought Marola did okay. I think that... um. 
a lot of uh, uh, Chase, Chase definitely got his, but a lot of plays were because Augie had to roll into Matt's side and make Matt's block not really um, as effective. Because I think we all know if you're the def- if you're the offensive lineman, and you're trying to block and your quarterback scrambles, and you don't know he's scrambling. The defensive lineman has the clear advantage that uh, on that type of situation. So listen, I do think that that's there were mismatches in the zone that they could have taken advantage from, and um, Augie definitely is somewhat to blame for this loss. What yeah. do you think the Seahawks did well offensively? We talked about their defense. What do you think they did well offensively? Chase ran. He used his legs. He was very safe with the ball. No interceptions. Yeah. Yep. That was, and that's the key for huge. him every that's game. Huge. Every game, the key for the Seahawks is, right. can we keep the game under 25 points and can Chase not turn the ball over? Big and bounce back win for The Seahawks them. defense is consistently... Pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah, a good no, defense. For sure. so like you said, if Chase doesn't turn the ball over, they have a good chance to win. It just comes down to that every comes single game. Yeah, no, they have a good zone. Joe Pitt playing in the middle. I really like that element that their cha- that change they made this year a couple weeks ago. And we've seen since that change, their defense has gotten a lot better each week. I think it was outside uh, of the Falcons game. I think it was Zach Sheray who said, or it might not have been Zach. Someone was up in the booth. And was like, Joe Pip is just the best flag football player because he just grabs every flag. If it's yeah. in his vicinity, he grabs the flag. So having Joey in the middle is is huge, like you said. Yeah, no, and Joey told me after the, after the first game, I told Joey, I said, yo, you need to play in the middle of the zone because you're the best athlete on your team. You need to make the most flag grabs, do everything for your team when you're the best player on your team like he is. And after the first game, I think he had five or six tackles. He was like, I literally love, I love this. Like, I get, I'm involved in every single play. Like, who doesn't like being involved in every single play? Um... Their defense taking a turn for the better outside of that Falcons game, so I'm excited to see if they can build on this. They have a big game this week against Spo and the Ravens, so um, that's going to be a big. We have game a big call out pod coming up on the. Oh, preview. there is a huge, huge call out pod. Dad, do you have anything else you want to say on this game? No, no. Say what I had to say. All right, let's do dogs of the week. Let's oh, do sorry, stats let's do stats on this game. and then Even dogs of the week are ugly, and then power though. rankings, yeah. and then we'll get out of here. Uh, these stats are ugly. Augie, 7-17, 95 yards, one touchdown, five interceptions. Um, most uh, Two of them on conversion and onside kick, but yeah. regardless, uh, making plays for the defense. Nick King, one catch, 25 yards. Zalek, three catches, 43 yards, and a lone touchdown. Denoya had 22-yard catch, pass breakup, and four tackles. Uh, Redesco had two-yard catch. Matt had one catch, also a sack. So did Liam Riley, his second of the year. Um, Connor Mono held catchless in this game. Not something you like to say. For the Seahawks, Chase, 13 of 19, 104 yards, two touchdowns, seven carries, 28 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack. Pip, three catches, 29 yards, interception, pass breakup, three tackles. Santiago had two catches for 11 yards. Johnny had two catches, seven yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack. Emmerich, got a couple quarterback reps at the end of this game. Uh, had a 10-yard rush. Also had two catches for 34 yards. Um, had a great jump ball catch in the back of the end zone um, for a conversion on the last touchdown that they scored. Um, Kujit, big day for Kujit, have a day, two interceptions, a pick six, also caught a conversion, two tackles, also had three catches for 28 yards, and Steve Schaefer, two catches for five yards. All right. Dogs of the week. Dogs of the week. All right, dogs of the week from the 10 o'clock slate. Kurtzman. Um, for my game, I'm giving it to Christian Carataro, played a hell of a game, was everywhere on the field, doing a little bit of everything for that team to help them get a big win against me. Other 10 o'clock game. Um, that was the Falcons game. I'm giving Jason Ramos. Played well in the defensive line. Two sacks. Um, brought a lot of energy for that team. Excited to see him get better each week. 11-15 slate. I'll start with the uh, with the dog of the week. I'm going with Steven the Demon. I have no clue what his actual name is, but I know he's Zach Sheree's roommate. So I like Steven. I think he may have had the best uh, debut in the history of the league with seven catch for 135 and three touchdowns and two conversions. An absolute monster day. Well-deserving of dog of the week. Dad. Uh, we're going to go with the uh, 
The Ravens game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have two dog balls on this one. We're going to win two dogs. Uh, first one goes to Spo. Uh, brought the energy. Got the first one of the season for his team. Uh, I think he can turn it around right here. And the other one would be Mahmoud. Played a great game uh, defensively and offensively. And he's always bringing the energy. So, good one for Mahmoud. Dog of the week in the primetime game, 1230 slot. Oh, had to be Jack Kujit. Mm. Um his coming out party for the team. He's had a couple. He's had a sack each of the last couple weeks. Stepped up big time. Pick six. Another interception. Made a couple plays on offense. Shorthanded Seahawks team. He stepped up and made some plays for them. Helped out that. Helped helped the offense. Got them an extra touchdown. That's always big for your team and um big games that how they played in this one. All right, let's do power rankings, Dad. That's oh, on you guys. Let's uh let let's get back to the power rankings. I'm not gonna pause. I'm just gonna go through. Let's let's have a little bit of a discussion. All right. Last week there was a big uh. Big, uh, big argument at the end of at the end of last week. I think honestly, one week later, uh, you could you know go Monday, you could Monday morning quarterback it, and say uh, points were made everywhere. You came out, you were on the Bills, they looked good. We, me and Kurtzman came out, we were on the Patriots, they looked very good as they smacked Kurtzman around the field all, all day. Um, I think one? after the game, Tommy came up to me. He was like, "I was really picking on Kurtzman today defensively." He did not say. No, that. he didn't say that. <laughs> imagine, Yo, imagine he would have said that to you. I would next game. You would have seen me out here pressing. I would have been pressing everyone at the line. Jesus Christ! Though. I was lazy on defense, so that's. Oh, were you? Sure. I didn't take damn that. sure I was lazy on defense. Um, knows it too. Dad, you have the uh, your your list from last week. Um, I'm looking for my for my list right here. I can't find it. I only gave ten teams last week. I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely messed up. Forgot the Packers. Put them at six though. Packers one win team. I don't know if you can still have them at six. Uh, defense mm. a little shoddy. What Let's is... talk about it. Let's discuss what. Who do you think's number one team in the league? I just lost. All right, so number one. Not, all right, here's I'll I'll one. go. I'll start my power rankings. One Falcons. Two Lions. Three Dolphins. Four. Patriots. That's what the standings say. Five. Hmm. That's the discussion, right? That's where it starts. Um, personally, I think the fifth best team in the league is still the Cardinals. I think they've had a tough run. They played me in IB back-to-back games. Um, and I don't think anyone else has proven that they're better than them. The Cardinals beat the Bills. Um, the I can't put Augie anywhere near the top right nope, now. No, I cannot either. I cannot, I cannot um, do that. But no, I, I personally think the Cardinals are the fifth best team in the league. Um, I'll go. I'll give you Cardinals at five. I'll I'll say that. I'll count that for my list. Um, I think I have to go next. I think I have to go with the Bills. Yeah, I was going to say the same I thing. I think you have to say Bills right now. Then you have to say... I'm taking Augie there. I still think Augie's talent alone can give this team a... Uh, a, a I agree. A I would go Panthers, Seahawks, Packers. Ravens, Bucks, Bucks are at dead last right now. I think Spo got that win. He earned the, the spot on the move up. Not just saying that because Spo's here, but no, they, I mean, they they won they the won game. The game. The most got, yeah, and also the Bucks have lost. I think four straight now. They were yeah. two and one start season now two and five. So the way you're trending, that's how power rankings work. It's not where you are in the standings. It's how you're trending, and right now they are trending towards the bottom. All right, Dad, let's hear your list. All right, Bills one, <laughs> Falcons one, yeah, Lions two, yeah, Dolphins three, yep. Yeah. Pats, Patriots, I'm going to go four. Okay. Cardinals, five. Bills, six. Seahawks, seven. Okay. Panthers, eight. Yep. Packers, nine. Ravens, ten. Bucks, eleven. Yeah, pretty much the same. I think we just have Panthers and Seahawks flip. Yeah. But you give them the nod because they got the win against them this week. Can't and knock that team is really... I forgot about that. Can't Obi's knock that. team is reeling, so... 
No, at least he missed really. And Seahawks over Panthers, honestly. I honestly kind of forgot the Seahawks just beat the Panthers this week, so I might have to take the Seahawks over the Panthers. Anything else that anyone wants to say before we end the podcast? Yeah, let's keep it, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, let's keep it friendly, let's keep it competitive, and um, no more fights, please. I'm please, just, I'm, please no more fights. With that. We're all friends in this league. I think everyone knows everyone by this point in the season, so let's keep the games good, friendly, competitive games, shit talking obviously allowed, but let's not like talk in people's faces, not spin people's faces and whatnot, and let's uh, keep it cool, all right? I want to have a good end of the season. Got three weeks left of the regular season. We're in week eight now, man. This is... We're getting into the thick of the yeah. season. Most teams are about to, uh, what, for what? Four, four weeks left. Oh, eight, it's four nine, weeks left. 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, four weeks left. Um, we're in the back end of the season, and you got to make plays. We're going to make the playoffs, so uh, get ready to ball out. Very exciting times. Everyone, subscribe on any podcast platform you're listening to on. Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let's get to 100 subscribers on the YouTube channel. We'll catch you guys on the preview Wednesday night. As always, peace.